Welcome again, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm so bad at this. I don't know how to open. You're we supposed to say, hey guys. Hey guys, what's going on? Hey. Hey out there. Subscribe to Cody's World. What's going on, man? Yeah, how you been? How you, how's it hanging out there? Yeah. What's uh, what's going on, Too Good for Radio fans? Yeah, what's the haps? What's the 411? Too All right, Good guys, for Radio. Here we yeah. go. I'm Mike. Yeah, I'm Johnny. Yeah, this is uh, Mike and Molson, Too Good for Radio podcast. Yeah, we're excited. I, but that's too much energy for a podcast I now. I, I think I, that's what you're supposed, that's I overcompensated now. Hey, but, guys. Uh, hey, what's going on, man? Yeah, exactly. Hey guys. <laughs> so there, the, we're going to start today's episode. I think people, because of the pandemic, right, People weren't going out as much. And I think we need a refresher on public restroom etiquette mm-hmm. because a situation arose uh, this past weekend where my lovely wife encountered something in a public restroom, in a woman's restroom, that is just beyond the you, 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 It can't happen. Okay. So, see, and I always imagine women's restrooms as being very proper and dainty, very quiet, classical music playing, right. champagne. Yes, because no woman ever admits that they ever poop. Lots of lilacs. Right. A good smell, yeah. like just perfume, like you know, a nice, a nice upscale uh, store. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like I feel like their bathroom is a Nordstrom's. Yeah, and, and 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 I mean, no matter where you go, if you right, if exactly. you stop at a Casey's, that's what the women's bathroom is like. <laughs> at a dive bar somewhere, right. it's still good. They walk in and like so the heart plays Marble. and and yeah, taking them Just away. Like so soft purple colors. The situation that arose, and this is why we need a refresher because I think we need to talk about courtesy flushes and you know toilet paper <laughs> uses and, and that kind of thing. My my lovely wife walks into the restroom and stall door open. And floating on a nest of toilet paper is just a random turd. Oh. Like, unflushed, just the, the toilet paper had, had become, like, just toilet paper had gone over. I don't know if it was all of a sudden, like, I think I'm done, so right. I'm going to wipe, and then, uh-oh, I had a little bit left over. But in that situation, a flush is necessary, right? You can't just leave a, a nested turd in a nest of toilet paper. No. Uh, there's there, there's something upside down there too, isn't it? Shouldn't shouldn't the turd always be under the toilet paper? Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, it should never be on top. Yeah, so that's why we need to go through some of this etiquette um, because I think when in a public restroom, and I think any restroom in general, right, when the the evacuation happens, correct? I think immediately once it it, it you feel like it has subsided for a bit, I think that's when the first flush happens, right? I, I guess so. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I, I guess I'm not involved in such amounts of tunnage that it, it requires multiple flushes, evacuations. Yeah, multiple flushes. I feel like though, okay, if we can all agree, if you in a public setting, if you can smell it when it hits, that deserves at least a courtesy yeah. flush before oh, yeah. you get yeah. into the wiping part. I would say, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and to your point, it's up. You can't leave. A floater behind in public. Like, you should never leave a floater behind, maybe at your house. Yeah. But in public, definitely not acceptable. And that's totally weird. I've, I've never, what do you mean, maybe at your house? Did you just say maybe at your house? <laughs> if I'm sorry, you I was on to my next sentence, and then I heard you say maybe at your house. If you forget somehow, what? which you shouldn't, I think, I don't ever there think. There isn't a maybe at the house. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. I think a floater is <laughs> never acceptable, but let's just say for some reason you get in a hurry and like something goes off and you just run out for some reason, which you shouldn't, right. because if a if a, a floater's stop, there, stop, it should stop, be. stop, stop, stop. 
Mike does his best to encompass all people and their personal quirks and intricacies, and he and he, he wants it to go. Oh yeah, no, a little no, to each his own. That's just kind of kind of the way it is. That's not a that's that's not a to each his own scenario. No, it's a, you know a, I don't even know why you said that. Yeah, I don't know why I did it. There, there's no qualifier for that. No floater ever left behind. So get back to your wife here. Okay, so she she discovers this and what. She's just, she's kind of just in. Because I've bailed on restrooms that have not been. She's ba- she's, baff- she's baffled by it. Yeah. Like, so she goes to the next stall over, but she's baffled. Right. Because she's like, that's going to sit there forever because it's not my job. It's not someone else's job to come in and try to flush that thing with their foot or anything, right? right? So you've effectively, in that situation, whoever had used that stall beforehand, effectively taken out one of the apparatus to be able to use the public restroom. It's now down a stall. And you've made your problem the cleanup crew's problem. Correct. Because now someone else has to go in there and flush that. Right. So no floater should ever be allowed. Agreed. I would also say... If we're going into specifics, no streakage ever allowed either, right? You know what I'm saying? Like when a flush happens right. and there's streaks that happen afterwards, take another flush. Right. Please, flush that again. Don't leave that remnant left over for anybody. Yeah. I mean, you don't, in the public restroom, don't have the benefit of that little scrubby wand. Correct. To kind of, you know, to kind of knock do that. things down. But at least give another, right, give it, a, give it, give a, it shot. a second flush. Give it a shot. I think that's just courtesy. Yeah. Um, I think also etiquette wise, we've talked about it before. When it comes to the, the men's restroom, no conversation at the urinal. Mm-hmm. No conversation. Definitely. When you're in there in the stall, that no. just can't, that just can't happen. Stay off your phone. Y- yes. Don't talk to people. Right. That That's just the way it goes. Yeah. So I, I right. think we needed that bit of a refresher course. And thank you for putting me in check, by the way. Yeah, Floaters know. never allowed. I don't, I don't know, know why happened. I said maybe a floater at your home. Because if it's coming out, it should be wiped after. Like, how is that just a thing that just uh, yeah, stays that, in there? That mystifies Yeah, me. exactly. So, and also courtesy flush. If you can smell it, flush it right away. And then, you know, go about your business from there. I'm glad I'm glad we got that. Uh, glad we got it all cleared up. And speaking of courtesies, an interesting thing happening in Australia. This is in Australia at a place called Club 77. And this is a this is a place where you go to to meet. This is a place where you go. All right. Yeah, it's a club. This is the singles joint. Um, But Club 77 says we also want this to be a safe experience. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Uh, But are they going too far? Okay. Um, what is Club 77 doing that may be going too far? One of the things uh, that they're against is uh, any sort of unwanted advances. Uh, and that would include any sort of staring. Okay. okay. At, uh, at As a nightclub, we encourage you to interact with strangers. However, any engagement must be with verbal consent. Uh, this applies if you are, for example, staring at someone from afar. It is okay. It is. It can be creepy. If some, if you, if, if you, if you catch someone staring at you that you don't want staring at you. Yeah, we've all seen it, right? We may not have been the one staring or the staree, but you've been. We've been. Everyone's been out mm-hmm. enough to all. There's that. There's and one you can, gentleman. You can, feel it. Yeah, you can yeah. feel it where you go. Boy, that's just that's just weird. Right. But I don't know how you legislate that. So what is their fix for this, like, to to make sure that this isn't unwanted? Well, I think, first of all, they say you've got to get verbal consent. So you have to walk across the bar, tap someone on the shoulder and say, I'm going to stare at you for 90 seconds. You got a problem with that? How do you open
to stare. I, I, I need you to verbally, you know, like when you're sitting in the exit row on a plane, I need a verbal confirmation from you. I'm going to stare at you. Is that okay? Yes or no? Are you, do you feel like you can take this duty on? How you can guarantee to not get a date from someone <laughs> is by going over there and asking first. So, uh, I got, I got a little problem with confidence, but I, I want to stare at you for 90 seconds first. Is that cool? The club will also have pink-vested safety officers. You, what, what's that you say? Pink-vested okay. safety officers. Pink-vested. All right. Um, and they will enforce the new staring rules. Um, it had uh, recently attracted some people who do not share our values and ethics when it comes to club, club culture. Creating a safe space goes beyond implementing practices to deal with incidents after they've happened. We also have an obligation to educate new club goers to help them understand what is considered unacceptable behavior inside the venue and on the dance floor. So the pink vesters. Yes. <laughs> Which so, it sounds like a, a fly-by-night investment firm on online. Here at Pink Vesters, we only invest in certain... God, man, I was connecting with this chick last night, and a damn pink vester came and just I cock was, blocked me. Exactly. It's cock- <laughs> damn pink vesters. So, do they only act when someone goes up to them and the and says, "Hey, I feel uncomfortable." Someone staring, or are they kind of scanning the crowd? And trying to pick out people that may they think may be staring too long at someone. It, it, it does not say, but I, I think you certainly can uh, tap one of them on the shoulder and say, "Hey, would you go tell this person to knock it off?" And Which that, okay, I'll, that makes sense. I'll but if they're it. just jumping in because they feel like someone's staring mm-hmm. too long, like they're sitting there with a stopwatch, like the pink vester just because then. Does that make you uncomfortable? Can you yeah. pink vest the pink vester? If they're staring at you for staring at someone else, you go, I feel uncomfortable by the pink vester. He's staring at me too long, or she's I, staring at me too long. I hope they have one of those uh, aerosol can ship horn things. To, to, oh! Excuse me. You've or just blow, blow a whistle in your ear really loud. Because it is a cl- Move down four bench stools. <laughs> because it is a club setting, and if someone's inebriated, right? We've all seen that one guy, too, at the or lady at the end of the bar, that is just bombed, <laughs> yeah. right? They're just staring, and yeah. they're not looking they're not at staring. anything. Yeah. They're, not, they're not making you feel uncomfortable. You feel uncomfortable because of how drunk they are. Right. Their eyes are going in one direction, but they're not actually seeing anything. No, I mean, exactly. Just, just, just a glaze. Haze. So um, you, I would hope the pink vester would know enough to know that that's not uncomfortable. Yeah. That's just someone just hammered. If we receive reports of any behavior that has made someone feel uncomfortable, the reported individual will be removed from the venue and the police will be called. Someone could stare at someone and make them feel uncomfortable. Uh, They could be staring for some time. People want to go out. They want to feel safe. They don't want people chasing them. Uh, And yet, you do, right? I mean, you do want to go out to be seen, to be looked at, and if you're going there as a club, as a single person, um, but I think there checking is, people out. I think there is a fine line, though, between staring and, and being, you know, the attention that you want and weird staring. Yeah. Right? I think you can tell that delineation. There's one thing where, like, the eyes meet or you're kind of, you kind of, you know in your mind what's acceptable, Right. From back, you know, you kind of look and you see, and then you kind of look away. There, there's that, and then there's the we like. Then there's the just intense, weird staring. Right. If you are looking at someone with the intention of getting their attention, you're obligated to. I don't know. You know, raise your glass, smile right, at them, exactly. give them a nod, yeah, something yeah. like, "Hey, okay, we've seen each other now." Uh, I don't know, man. I. Yeah. I did. How many drinks can you send to someone's table before the pink vester comes get you? <laughs> I, well, I mean, as long as you're not staring, I think mm-hmm. you send as many drinks as you want. Right. 
And I think that's the key. It's like, but what is the time limit? Do you have right? to avert your eyes when you go ask for permission? You, oh, stand, you have to look at the ceiling. <laughs> kind of be I'm like, going to look at you in a minute. Uh, I'm not looking at you now, you sit, but I just want to know if you there. like my, the way my chin looks. You wait till you see the rest of my face the, the when sit, I actually look at you. You sit there like the kid at the camp. <laughs> so anyway, just yeah. kind of staring at your feet on the ground. Yeah, I just want to know what the time limit is. Mm-hmm. Is it 30 seconds? It is Because there's, to your point, if you acknowledge with the, hey, that stare can go on a little bit longer if they reciprocate the hey back. But if you just sit there, because sometimes even a 10-second stare can feel like eternity. You know what I'm doing? What? I'm setting up a stand outside this place, and I'm selling dark sunglasses. There you go. Yeah. You're going to be, you're going to, what is that, Corey Hart it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Check out my Corey, Hart, my Corey Hart stand. Right. You can wear your sunglasses tonight here at Club 77 so. and never have the pink vesters yeah. cock block you. My head's going this way, but my eyes are going this way. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Take that, pink vesters. I got my blue blockers for your pink vesters. Speaking of uncomfortable, <laughs> we, we move on to a Dear Prudy, where this, uh, this individual writes, I'm on vacation with my mom. My 15-year-old stepnephew will be joining us along with the rest of his family, My mom and my stepdad have been together well over 20 years, so my nephew has only known me as an aunt. I typically wear PJs and loungewear around the house, sans bra. I'm 40, and I just want to be comfortable. I have for years. My mom has now said it's not appropriate to wear around a teenage boy. For what it's worth, I also have a teenage boy who is more than used to me in PJs, but I also know that's different. Really? Really? What? She walks around in lingerie without a bra in front of her well, son. Well, she says PJs. She doesn't say lingerie. You've ma- right. You made a leap. Just pump the brakes right. there. She said without a bra. She goes, There's a reason right, she said that. Right. She's, well, she said without a bra. She okay. goes, even the skimpiest pajamas I have cover more than most bathing suits. All right. I've dug my heels in and have said I should be able to wear what I want on this vacation. It's my damn vacation. Am I completely out of line? Is it inappropriate to wear pajamas? The ones in question are a tank top and shorts around teenage boys, even ones related to you. I see. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no I'm, 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 please, because I'm pretty cranked up right now. So I, I, my, my, for what reason? I, well, because because I'm picturing things with right, my, exa- behind my sunglasses. Yes, <laughs> I'm pink vesting myself. Uh, <laughs> I feel in this situation, right? Yes, this individual, this 15 year old boy, has just known you as an aunt for his years of existence. But the same token. Going sans bra in a, just a, shorts and a tank top. I think even outside, and I understand we should rise above our base levels. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But there's the there's just the inherent thing of how what kind of tank top is it? Right. If it if it's a tank top that that holds things in place, yeah. that's fine. Do is you? It, I understand the situation at hand, and as a 15-year-old boy who's your who's seen you as an aunt, there should not be any weird feelings, even if it were happened to be cold in the house and you're walking yeah. around. But, right? I'm, but I'm picturing, like, somebody on the cover of a Warrant album or something like that, right? I mean, Correct. Like yeah, there. yeah. So I'm kind of torn here. I feel like in the situation, 
I, I know you may be used to walking around without a bra in your own home, but this is a vacation. This is different people that you don't interact mm-hmm. with on a day-to-day basis. And while it may seem like a bother to you, in this particular situation, you may just want to put a bra on underneath that tank top. I know you shouldn't have to. Well, I understand the reasons why you shouldn't have to, but you may want to in this situation. It Yeah, something, something is amiss here because... My question is, do you want to be that open around people who aren't your husband or immediate family? Even if it's kind of normal around, it just seems weird that you would be, that, that, that that's what you would want to do. Correct. That, yeah, I understand you're on vacation and you want to You can be, be a, comfortable without being revealing. Correct. And, I, and she's not saying she's being revealing. Like, we yeah. don't know what the tank top looks like, but there's, you know- I don't know. It's it's a, it's an it's, yes. It's, we do. It's two sizes too small. Probably yes. And I understand, you know, that the bathing suit thing. But the bathing suits, a lot of them will have padding in them so that situations don't arise. Yeah. As I it mean, were. Uh, I don't know if I can say that at the turn of phrase. But I just, I don't know. It, it's, but you know, even even nipple thing aside. <laughs> Which That's is going a great to be quote. The name uh, of my memoir. Blah, Nipple thing aside. Air horn from the Pink Fester. Awkward, <laughs> awkward boner alert. <laughs> <laughs> Nipple thing aside. <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I don't think it's even that. I don't think I don't think the bra thing is necessarily what's at issue here per se. Because the mo- they're just. It, it seems like she wants to be more comfortable than she probably should be around. And I. Foreigners around people that she, right exactly around extended family that she's yeah. not around all the time and very varying arrays of the undress. step thing makes that, that, that that's yeah, that's irrelevant yeah and I think the mom is just being a mom right moms are always going to mom no matter how old you are they're yeah. going to be like hey I feel that that may be a little inappropriate so here's what Prudy has to say. You're totally fine in your tank top and shorts. I can almost guarantee that your stepnephew is going to be paying very little attention to your attire. And if he does, he's not going to be scandalized by seeing parts of the same body he just saw at the beach all day long. But I think it's reasonable to throw a bra on. It doesn't have to be horribly uncomfortable contraption with an underwire. They make them extremely stretchy and comfortable these days. We're just aiming for nipple coverage here. (laughs) My thinking is that I'm sure you normally wear a bra when you're around people who are not part of your household. And your nephew falls into that category. Yes, he's related to you, but you don't have that day-to-day intimacy with him. So you should be should do whatever you would do if a neighbor or handyman popped by. Mm-hmm. And while there's absolutely nothing to be ashamed of about your body, he has grown up in a world in which breasts are sexualized and made to seem scandalous. You can't undo that all in one visit. So I'd just err on the side of not making a kid feel awkward or uncomfortable. Yes, and and again, let's let's just let's take the the anatomy out of it. I could argue that my boxer shorts are the same as a swimsuit, but are they? You know, isn't it true? If I'm walking around in my boxers, I'm walking around in my boxers. Yes, uh, and I don't do that. Right. I think you hit on something there. Like I will wear at my home. I will wear shorts. To bed without any mm-hmm. underwear underneath it. Sexy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. There's a visual for yeah. you. Yeah, Mike just sitting there in his shorts. Sit down, pink vester. Yeah, I've, check it out. I've got a visual. <laughs> look at look at this stare. I'm staring at that. But the thing about yeah. it is, they're just basketball shorts, right? right? So they're a little bit baggier. So if I were to, if I go to 
let's say, my uh, brother-in-law's house, right? I'm When I get up in the morning, right, I'm going to put boxers on underneath those shorts. Because if I just sit down with nothing there— Things will escape. Things will escape, and no one needs to see that. Correct. And so I think it's when you're outside the the house uh, and the people you interact with on a day-to-day basis, I think Prudy's hitting the nail on the head— you need to add that extra layer of protection for everyone. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable walking around in my boxers. Correct. Even, even though, yeah. yes, they're covering exactly the same thing as shorts are, but it's still my boxers. Mm-hmm. Right. The, 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 they're underwear for a reason. They're not outerwear. Right. It's underwear. So and I got the ones that have the real tight, and it holds ooh, the boat in, and, and really, ooh, really accentuates. Sense, so you're a boxer brief guy? Big old coconuts. Oh. And, yeah. No, <laughs> the, I don't know. There you go. You hold them right in place. Yeah. Check this out, ladies. Do you ever walk past like the, the boxer section at the and like just the models on oh, there? Oh God, going, yeah. Who is this guy? <laughs> it's like, of course he looks amazing in those. Look at the, look at all of that. <laughs> look at what's going on there. <laughs> There's no way I'm gonna look like that. What kind of tube of toothpaste is that guy got going on there? <laughs> There is a lot more variety yeah. of of male underwear than there used to be, right? Even yeah. if just, like it was just tidy whities or boxers. Yeah. Now it's like tidy whities, boxer briefs, a little more huggy boxer briefs, uh, the half boxer briefs, mm-hmm. the regular boxers, the compression the, boxer briefs yes, for runners. There's yeah, there's yeah. there's so many. Uh, it's it's kind of one there's of those the things. Bikini where, briefs. Oh, those are. Uh, who who wears those? I don't those? know. They're there though. I know who, but what? What man is worried about visible panty line that he needs the bikini briefs? And I don't think women, you know, because we always, you know, women, uh, and and they've got a legitimate argument of the fashion magazines, and it's like, wow, how do I compete with that? I, believe me, we are experiencing the same thing. Oh yeah, we are when now. We go past the boxer aisle. It's like, what is the who? who is what this? exercise are you doing to look like that there? And do women really find bikini briefs on men sexy? I don't know. Like they try to sell that as something. Yeah. It's like, is that is that comfortable or not? I don't. I don't know. But the dudes are always standing with their hands on their, oh, like yeah, their fists the, are on their hips. Oh yeah, and the rip six pack, yeah. and they're they're just like, like, check this out. It, Look it, at this. It is. Look a, at this. <laughs> right here, <laughs> pink vester be damned. This, I want you staring. This is what you're buying. This is it. You're gonna put these, <laughs> and then you. Do you ever buy a pair that like I? You know, fresh, fresh, fresh. When I do athletic endeavors, I wear those, and it's like it's the most mortifying thing when I walk right. by in the in a in a mirror and like, see it, and I'm it? like, "What's going on? Yeah, this is this is one. But they sold me a false bill of goods. Yeah, where's the Victoria's Secret for our crotches? <laughs> That's what. Where's the push-up bra for right, our wieners? Thank you. Exactly. To make it. <laughs> now let me. <laughs> That's what I want. Yes, I want to see an Excuse interaction. Me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy the domain push-up bra <laughs> for, for my wieners. wieners, and I want to see an interaction in a movie of when the <laughs> when it gets in the bedroom, she takes off the bra, and it's not what it's guaranteed right. to be, and he puts off the push-up for the wiener, right. and it's not what it meant to be, and they both go, oh, oh okay, well, false advertising. Yes, yeah. this is as good as it gets. All right. Yeah. Uh, speaking of movies, as we move on here, the Mike and Molson Too Good for Radio podcast. There is a question from Ask Reddit that asks, what actor or actress will you always associate with that one role, no matter how many others they do? Mm. I think that's a fascinating question. The first one that came to my mind is he is a fantastic voice actor, has done so much in that realm. But good, bad, and different, Mark Hamill is always going to be Luke Skywalker. 
No matter what I see him in, or if like they're like, oh, the Joker, that's a voice. Oh, that's Luke Skywalker yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Do, is doing. He is just stuck as Luke Skywalker for his entire career. Boy, and you go back and watch Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. He's not a very good actor. He's not he's great. He's really stiff. He's yeah, he's not great. Like uh, if the the people who are complaining about Kylo Ren being whiny in the in like in, in seven, eight, yeah. nine, go back and watch A New Hope. Yeah. You want to talk about whining, but I was gonna go to Tashi Power yeah. for some power converters. Yeah. I hope you catch on fire in your little cave house. Yeah, me, Aunt Peru, Uncle, <laughs> Uncle Lord, Uncle Owen. Yeah, uh. um, but you're right. Boy, I Outside of Harrison Ford, everybody's kind of connected to that movie. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's Billy it's, D. Williams is Lando Calrissian. I mean, well, Carrie Fisher did a handful of things. But, yeah, but again, nothing really. Nobody excelled like Harrison Ford did. Correct, and I think another one that comes off the top of my head too, because he's celebrating his forty-second birthday the day we're recording this podcast. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Even though he was, even though he's an Uncle Buck, like he did other things. He was in. Didn't he die in My Girl? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I, but he's always going to be the Home Alone kid, right? Yeah, there are some child actors who I who will always look like that. But then a guy like Matthew Broderick, yeah, you know, that's went, true. Went, went went through that. You know, it, it seems to be a lot of sitcom stars. We've always heard the story of like the professor from Gilligan's Island. I mean, it bothered him to no end that he really couldn't get work after that. For that reason, that people just said, no, you're the professor for, you know, and, and yeah. from, from what I've read, he was he was a serious actor. I, I, I think some of the other ones, too, a lot of it is a byproduct of success, right? Mm. Star Wars is so successful, so you, you sure. identify him. I think an individual in this question of, you know, that all is going to be associated with that one role, because of just how massive and how many movies they appeared as this character, I think Robert Downey Jr. is always going to be known as Iron Man, right? Despite the ridiculous career he had pre mm-hmm. Marvel Universe and the fact that he's been Sherlock Holmes in movies right. and other thing, whenever you see Robert Downey Jr., people are immediately going to go Tony Stark. Same with Johnny yeah. Depp. That's yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Even though Think of all the stuff he did. Yeah. You know, it used to be he was the Twenty One Jump Street guy, right? right? But now he's Jack Sparrow. Even though hey, all you the- don't have scissors hands, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. I, Tw- Sweeney Todd, he was Willy Wonka. Mm-hmm. But when people see Johnny Depp, they go, "Oh man, that's that's Jack Sparrow." Yeah, it's 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 interesting when so, and, and I, I'm trying I, to think of female. I'm trying to think of actresses though that that have kind of the same things kind of stuck with them mm-hmm. as opposed to. You know some of the major well, actors. I go back to you know some sitcoms of you know Florence Henderson is always going to be Mrs. Brady. Julie Lewis Dreyfus is always going to be Dreyfus, Elaine, yeah. right? Uh, even though even though, even though she Veep. won Emmys with Veep, yeah. Um, but you're right. You look at her and you always you always think that. I was thinking uh, there was an announcement just yesterday that um, um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is going to be on yes. The Boys, which is exciting. But I hope it's not Negan in The Boys. Because that could happen real easily. Yes, very much so. Boy, talk about a guy who's who's who did things before Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But man, when he developed the role of Negan, he's Negan. And, True. And I'm interested to see what the boys, if you haven't watched that uh, series on Amazon, how they're going to handle Jeffrey. It, well, if you recall, though, um, before he was Negan, he was in the original Watchmen movie right. as... Uh, not Joker, but I can't remember the guy's name. It, 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 it man, the guy's the character's name is, escapes me. Mm-hmm. But he was a character already in the Watchmen. Yeah. So 
I'll be interested to see if they take him and put him in in that particular kind of vein. But you're right. It'd be very easy just to throw Negan into the boys and be like, hey, just go be Negan. Right. And I think they, I think uh, Andrew Lincoln is kind of stuck as Rick Grimes, right? Probably. Norman Reedus Norman is always... Norman Reedus is going to be hard. Yeah. And it, well, a lot of those... Although I've never seen him after he's taken a shower. So maybe... Maybe he, he cleans up real know, well. You, you may not recognize him. And I think same thing goes for some of the individuals of that show of, you know, Carol's always going to... Mm-hmm. That actor's always going to be Carol. I, I think it's a success... The, the level of success you reach with a certain show... Yeah then get you pigeonholed as that particular character. You mentioned forward. Julie Louis-Dreyfus, I think even more so Michael Richards. Oh, God, uh, yeah. Well, he did some stuff he, to he's, himself. He's got, a, he's got enough problems. But, I mean, re- seriously, though, if he shows up on a show, you'd still expect him to be weird, gawky Kramer. Uh, if, yeah, if he would, a lot. If he would come in and, and do like try to do a series, you, you, you couldn't do it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't take him serious. Did you see um when john krasinski was uh jack ryan on the amazon series no the jack reacher no that's not jack reacher it was, but uh, yeah the jack ryan yeah um, yeah yeah, uh, yeah series um he was good and and i was able to kind of pull away from he's, he's not the guy from the office you know he it, it, it there was there was he was he was able to it took me a minute but i got there for me it was when he was in quiet place mm-hmm. i was oh, like yeah, okay yeah. i'm able to separate that that's not Jim from the office. It's an entirely different character, and yeah. so I think you can ch- change the narrative, but I think for some it's more difficult than others when Agreed. it comes down to it. And finally, uh, I just wanted to get to some of these because this was great. I, I can't remember where I found this, but a website had people kind of like Secret dot com or whatever it is, like an, a, you can anonymous of petty things people have confessed to doing after breakups. Because oh, depe- yeah. because depending on the breakup, not all of them are sunshine and roses. No, and so here is some of the ones that uh, they they submitted. I like this one. I took apart all of his Lego sets and then donated them to Goodwill. <laughs> that is low key, just evil, isn't it? Those, you know, she could have just stopped at taking them apart, and that would have been devastating. Yes, enough. and then give them to goodwill. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty fantastic. Um, here's one: my horrible ex boyfriend had to run a few errands before moving the uh, the last of his belongings out. So once he left, I whizzed in a cup, poured it into his bong water, and then watched him inhale my urine. Damn. That's going scorched earth. Like, all right, you want to break up with me? I'm gonna pee in a pee in your bong water and watch you watch you inhale my pee. God bless. Do you think that? Cha- I don't know. I've, I've never smoked from a bong, but he couldn't tell the difference. I have no idea how that works. Uh, here's someone who also really went scorched earth, and all these pretty much are. These are petty things people have confessed to do after breakups. I unscrewed and removed some of the pipes under the kitchen and bathroom sinks and took a shower head too. <laughs> Uh, I used his credit card to buy like 20 huge canisters of shaving cream and then filled every pillow and cushion in his house with it until they looked the same as before. Holy crap. That's commitment, isn't it? That's brilliant. To go in and fill it all up with shave. Like, you know, how big a dicks or assholes do these people have to be for people to go that scorched earth? Or is it just people just can't take the fact they got broken up with? I'm on board with all of these. You know what? Because if, if you break up, break up. True. There really shouldn't be any looking back. So you're not friends with any of your I, ex- no, no. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, there's not. There's not. There's none that I'm. I would say I'm friends with. There's some that on Facebook friend right. of me, but there's no one I 
I interact with on a, on no. a your usual basis or anything no. like that. I think you're right. It is St- weird. Start anew. Yeah, I think it is weird. Blow it all up. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Um, I made friends with the girl my ex had been cheating on me with, and one day when he least expected it, we Skype called him at the same time. He answered me, so I secretly added her to the call. We bitched him out for hours while he begged us both respectively to take him back. <laughs> I want both of you back. I want you both back. Um, I don't know. Flip a coin. It doesn't matter. I went into my ex's gaming console and erased all the data from all his games. Oh. Months of progress lost, just harsh. like months of our relationship down the drain. Oh, that's harsh. Yeah. Um, let's see. So yeah, th- those are just some of the the best ones that they had here. Uh, but I really like the Lego one. That to me was fantastic. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever done it. I just uh, but I but I've never. I, I'm not evil enough no. or smart enough to think about something like that. To be quite honest with you, in in the heat of the moment, I've I've written some poison pen letters. Ooh. Pretty much laying out that, you know, you're a useless person and you'll never amount to yeah. you know, just the, the, whatever, whatever horrible thing I could say. Um, and I don't want to brag, but I'm, I'm a pretty good writer. And so it's it's ugly. It's really ugly. It and really I, and hurts. I'm not proud of it. I am not proud of that at all. It, it, you know what? I'm Sometimes ashamed. you have to go scorched earth. But uh, but they needed to hear it. Yeah. They, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you I'm, are garbage. You are garbage. <laughs> I'm nowhere near as eloquent as you. But the, the worst thing I did was... Um, there was an individual, an ex, who I, I had their stuff at my house for like six months. And they, they hadn't come back. Like, they moved away. They didn't send me any money to mail it. So I, I threw it all away. And, like, some of this stuff was, like, collector's things. Wow. And I just chucked it. So they finally did come back into town at one point, And they confronted me at my place of employment. No. Yeah. So they come in there like... I, why, why would why would you you know where's my stuff? I'm like I threw it away. I, I gave you six months. You know you never contacted me. Whatever. I just I just chucked it. That's more than fair. So they asked me why would why would you do that? And I said, what? <laughs> here here is my quote. Because you're a whore. Yes, yeah. my quote. It was worse than that. I went <laughs> I went scorched. With, my quote to that was like. Why would I keep anything that reminded me of the absolute worst time of my entire life? Nice. And they just kind of, they, they immediately kind of, it was like that episode of The Simpsons where you could see Ralph's heart breaking, right. where I chew, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you could just see them go, like they had no comeback. And they just turn, walk away, and knock on wood, thankfully, never heard from them again. That's the way to do it. That's it's got, that's why you got to go score, sir. Yeah. I so know, if you have it's... a breakup, go buy some shaving cream and fill up those pillows. Man, kids today being friends with their ex, knock that off. Yeah, knock I, th- yeah, knock that off. Don't be, don't be cordial to people. Oh, you're asking for trouble. Yeah, knock that. Even if you were the jerk, <laughs> exactly. Just knock a- that stuff a- off. Acknowledge that you screwed up, and you know, move on. Exactly. You didn't need them around. Johnny, Gross. Johnny, you ever are you afraid now of anyone listening to that that you had the poison pen to that are going to try to figure out a way to get back at you finally after all these years? I'm, I'm not afraid of anyone listening. Period. <laughs> <laughs> the four people that listen to this. Would not be one you poison penned. <laughs> but if we were on the radio, yeah. we may have a little bit more listenership. Yeah, we might, but, but this stuff's too good. It's too good for radio. Yeah, it's too damn why good for you, radio. Why would you put good stuff on the radio? Exactly. So if you've learned anything today, maybe the best way to get back is to leave a nested turd in their toilet on the way out the door. That's right. That's the one time you're. Oh, it's okay to do that. Yes.